Coming up on NBA Breakfast, Kevin Durant is back, looking like his NBA form again. The Kings 2-1, Cavaliers, and Magic 3-0. Markel Fultz putting up a crazy stat line. Uh, the Mavs in their 50-point win. That's right, 50 points. I said that correctly. Over the Clippers, who only scored 73 points. Um, the Harden Chronicles continue to go. Um, the rookies playing well. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, battle for rookie of the year. Uh, and then we play the name game, a little game that Xavier likes to play. Um, do a college basketball update. And then we give out awards and games to watch for the following week. So here we go. Taking one for the team here, protecting you. Oh my gosh! Look at the pain. Eddie with the triple. Oh, here comes the Birdman, flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. NBA Breakfast Episode Two, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. I'm Chris Madrigal, um, by way via Zoom. This is Xavier Gomez. Hey, how do you do, everybody? What's going on? Is Xavier, is it raining up up in the city? It's a beautiful morning and a wonderful day in San Francisco. Oh, dude, it's I got woken up to the most insane um, thunderstorm last night, 5.30 a.m. I swear to God, like, the lightning bolt must have just hit, like, right outside my window because I, I woke up to this loudest sound, the loudest crashing sound, like, thunder sound I've ever heard in my life. Like, it was insane. Um... And then a bright flash. Um, and then after that was just a, a lot of just thunder and, and lightning Jeez. going on throughout for the next hour. And I just couldn't go to sleep. It was very um, frustrating and annoying to listen to. And there's hail outside right now. Whoa. You sure they aren't just making a new yeah. Thor movie by your house? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I would have seen, seen some camera trucks or something outside. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they've mastered the art of... Um, uh, um, you know that's a theory that like camouflage. the government can create weather, like they can make storm clouds and like tornadoes. Is that like, a theory? Like a weather machine, and it's like is that a subreddit? Because if it's a subreddit, then I don't believe that it's I mean, a theory. I think that it's just a I've crazy seen a couple subreddit. Twitter threads. You know, I've watched this is a YouTube video out there. Um, they got this big old machine. And this guy's like, look at this tornado storm cloud I just made, and he's like explaining it how they do it with science, and I was like. I didn't want to keep watching because I was like, I might believe this stuff. That's how good it is, you know. <laughs> That's how convincing. That's the only it is. reason I'm not a flat earther. I just have never researched it, you know. But as soon as I but do, in, I know I'm gonna be all about it. In theory, they could make up all that stuff, and you're just gullible because you're not gonna research. That's it exactly what probably, it is, right? You know, I love, I love a good scandal, you know. So like, I'm just have to <laughs> jump right into it. Like I'm on board. Damn, that's okay. exactly how QAnon start, right? It, right? That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, welcome to the NBA Breakfast Podcast. That was your opening conversation, not about Conspiracy basketball. Conspiracy theories, all right? That's what was that? Uh, what was the sponsor for that um, opening segment? Uh, jet fuel. Buy it. It doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been 20 years, bro. Like, we could stay. We these jokes. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into... Uh, Hoops. First week of hoops was a fun week. A fun um, week. We'll start with um, morning cup of coffee. 
All right, so the number one story. <laughs> the number one story. What's this segment brought to you by? Um, I just said it was brought to you by Jet Fuel. Yeah, but this is a different segment. We're moving on to the next oh, one. Oh, this is morning oh. coffee. <clears throat> Arnold Palmer's. All right, it's a little bit of what you like and a little bit of what you don't like. You decide which one is which. Arnold Palmer's. <laughs> they're delicious. To the listeners, um, <laughs> Xavier doesn't write this copy like beforehand. Like he makes this up off the top of his head, and that's actually pretty good. Like if you own, if you were like, a <laughs> he's drinking an Arnold Palmer right now. He's put it up in the Zoom for the YouTubers who are watching right I now. Can't you can stop see it. Like uh, if if you're like um, Minute Maid lemonade, like you could totally use that as like an advertisement. They could steal that. They could really. You. you should trademark it right now. <clears throat> I mean, I can't trademark. Arnold Palmer's. I think Arnold Palmer kind of has that on lock. <laughs> no, Arnold Palmer is a drink. Like, it's a style of drink. It's not like a company, right? True, true, true. You mean that, yeah. that jingle? It's ice water and lemonade, or iced tea and lemonade. Iced tea and lemonade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really like iced tea. I'm not a big fan of lemonade. But I know some people who are like, I love lemonade, and I, I, can't, I don't really like iced tea that much. It's like, huh. <laughs> so, All right. you know, you pick. Uh, so the biggest story of this week was Kevin Durant is back. That's at least the way we feel. Kevin Durant has just been fucking crushing it in the, f- the first three games of the season. Um, he looks completely back to form, too. So 22 points in the opening game against Golden State, 29 against Boston, 29 against Charlotte. Um, five rebounds, four rebounds, three rebounds. Uh, he's shooting... Oh my God! Um, <clears throat> well, he only took one. He only took two threes against Golden State because it was a blowout. But um, game two against Boston, three for four from three, and then five for seven from three against Charlotte. He's just fucking crushing it. He's and you know, I was thinking about this the other day, Xavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yesterday, um, before we we had our meeting. Uh, you know, the Achilles injury has kind of been like a death sentence in the NBA for a lot of players in the past. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Boogie, Wesley Matthews. Um, there's more. I just can't. I feel like Boogie has, still has a lot of good years left in him. I think people really discount him just because he's big. I mean, maybe he just needs a little bit more time than usual. But I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that man can't still play really good basketball. Regardless, Xavier. Regardless, okay. because in in general, in the history of basketball, at least recently, the the Achilles uh, tear has been a, pretty much a death sentence for anybody in the NBA because. It just doesn't give you quite the movement and the the explosiveness that you had before. But that's never been Kevin Durant's game. Kevin Durant's game has kind of been like dribble, shoot, uh, pull up shots, uh, catch and shoot. Like he could just create his own shot off the off the dribble um, or off positioning. He's never been like a all right. Let's kind of move around. Let's find our matchups. Let's get the pick and roll, and then let's drive to the hoop. Mm-hmm. Like he's not an explosive player. He's just like a versatile scorer. So like. I don't know why. I think this is why everybody kind of expected him, and, and I think a lot of the experts were kind of telling us, like, no, he'll be fine. The way he scores is fine. But, like, and I, we didn't listen to it, the public. But he's. Uh, it looks like he's making it work. I mean, especially with his jump shot, three for four from three. I mean, fuck. That's, that's fucking good, man. This um, man scores and, at will, and defenses just try to mitigate it as best as they can. Like, he literally yeah. can pull up anywhere on anyone, and really nobody's putting up – too much of a, a defensive stronghold against him. Yeah, his game is so much like Dirk's game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Dirk's the same way. He was never reliant. Like, he wasn't an explosive player. If 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 the Achilles happens to like Russell Westbrook 
or or like a, a Giannis. I think that's pretty dire to their career because that's their mace, most of their game, their athleticism and their explosiveness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a player like that who's a shooter, he's gonna be fine. And honestly, it makes me feel better about Clay. Clay's a similar type of guy. He's a he's a he's a pull up mid range and he's a catch and shoot three point shooter. That's the way he scores. I don't think it's gonna affect him that much either. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> What's also great about KD is that he's still very good on defense because he's so yeah. long and he's so big and he can match up with, you know, mo- more ranges of players than you know, say other defenders. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's just so much of a presence on the on the court that you see the ball rotating away from him more often. And he's always attacking the rim. He, he's because he's always open. You know, um, that's why he's at like he's averaging almost two steals a game. Yeah, you know? Granted, he's got a couple games, blocks in the season too. I mean, and and this is what Draymond like made him this player. Like like he, they, he he saw his length. Maybe not necessarily Draymond. Maybe more maybe more specifically Ron Adams. Um, but he saw his length, and he's like, "Why aren't we using this guy to defend the yeah. rim and block shots and scoop up rebounds? Like, and let's use the other guy, the shorter guy, to box out, which is kind of what Brooklyn's doing too, and it's working. He his rebounds haven't been like crazy but it's his defensive rebounds numbers that are like just off the charts right yeah, now. yeah dude Kyrie is complimented so well KD and we forget like this is Kyrie's like ninth year in the league like he's he's like yeah. kind of in his stride for real right now you know and he's just coming off this injury man's got man's got some hype to him and he's going really well he's averaging 29 points a game right now yeah, four rebounds. Brooklyn exist. looks like hands down the best team in the East. They they look unstoppable right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they so news just came out this morning right before we got on. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie tore his ACL and he's out for the season. So that sucks. I don't know how that's gonna affect their second unit because that's a their main scorer besides Karis Levert in that second unit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if just they expect Levert to kind of take over Jarrett, more of that responsibility. Jared Allen, but they need a guard help. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think this just means that Landry Shamit just gets more minutes. I think that's really all it is. That's and Shamit exactly can handle that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, again, it, it's a second unit guy, so I don't expect it to be a huge like loss. But he he was like a good eighteen points off the bench, and like you got to find a creative way to replace that, though. Yeah. So who who are they gonna play next? They say they play the Hawks. And then, who do they play after that? The Nets. I don't have it up in front of me. Okay, so uh, next they play uh, well, Memphis, Well, they can't play actually. the Nets because they are the Nets. <clears throat> You're right. No, they play Memphis, <laughs> and then uh, and then they play the Hawks, which I think is going to be a fun game. Oh, and they, they have one of those back-to-backs with the Hawks. Oh, Ooh. that's right. That's right. Um, we'll go through that at the end of the podcast for the listeners, but... Yeah, um, so which I think could be a fun series. The Hawks are undefeated right now, two and zero. Yeah, and they got my boy Trey Young, who's just exciting to watch. Bob Donovich, your boy, has not been uh, been killing it quite as much. I know. You know, all of my favorite players, they just never do any well. <laughs> you know, they just go on like weird streaks. Who are you these know? other favorite players that that haven't been doing well? Kelly Oubre. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hyped on Kelly. I was like, yeah. you know what? What a, what a nice addition to replace Clay. And then sadness. We'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, okay, so let's uh, get into the smaller stories. The short stack. Uh, the Kings are two and one, bro. The Kings. Wait, wait, wait. Two I forgot and to one. ask you before before we move on. I forgot to ask you. Uh, way too early to call. 
the King. I mean, are the Nets gonna win the East? Yes. Number one seed. Yes. Yeah, me too. I agree. They're the best. I mean, the no Bucks got say. whooped yesterday. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but the um, Kings, bro. Kings two and one, buddy. Ball game. Whatever Mark Jones said, that was a great call. The Kings are fun yes. to watch, bro. They're super. The Kings fun to are watch. fucking so fun. They to are watch. an exciting team. And you know I what? Like Bogdanovich being moved might have helped them because Fox and Heald have had this chemistry for years, dude. This and so I feel good. like bumping Buddy to the second unit last year and moving Bogdanovich up um, to the starting lineup affected that chemistry a little bit. And you could just see, like, those two guys just, like, play so well hmm. together. De'Aaron bro. Fox. They really do. Could, he just sees the court so well. And dude. he just always finds Buddy who's just ready to just score on somebody. He's just so fun. Yeah. So, they're and just dude, so fast. And Buddy's shooting opens up De'Aaron Fox's explosive, like, attacking the attacking the glass. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's so great. Watching him just, like, run and just pick up those offensive boards and just put them back up is so much is fun Is this to the watch. new best backcourt in the NBA right now? No, definitely not. <laughs> What's wrong? What's the matter with you? All right. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> who 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 do you think who do we think is the best? Backcourt? It's honestly too early to call. That's why I I asked you because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, but I like these. It's two the first early week, to call. everybody. <laughs> I like these two early to calls though. Lakers, right, they're so winning it the... all. Lakers, winning it all. I'm calling it right now, week one. Because if they do, hold I on. sound like a genius, right? <laughs> Let Let's hold on. Let's let's uh, let's discuss this. Who who do we think is the best backcourt in the NBA? Oh, uh, new best backcourt. I mean, oof. it's tough, right? Yeah, that's a tough question. It's uh, pretty loaded. Um, I think that the Wizards have to be in that conversation. Okay, Brad Russ and Beal. And Russ. But I don't really like Russell's defense. Yeah, but I guess that doesn't. I mean, I guess it should go into. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of any other better combinations that are at least healthy right now, and I can't uh-huh. think of one. Let's see. Um, the what about Miami Heat? No, no. I kind of like Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker. I like that. Actually, that's probably. But it, they didn't. They haven't been playing super well. I don't Kyle know. Lowry I don't really like how the, the the Suns looked lately. But maybe they yeah. just ran into a, the brick wall of the the Kings. The Suns are two and one too, though, man. They are two and one. They beat the Kings like yesterday. Oh, they did beat so the they, Kings. They split thought... the series, yeah. Oh, dude, it's Dame, it's Dame and McCollum. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. The Blazers yeah. look good. They look really yeah. good. Yeah. It's Dame and McCollum for sure. I just, I did, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a, that's even close. Um, that's. Fine. I don't even know who else you could put in that conversation. Um. Uh, the Cavs are three and zero. The Cavs are three and zero. You want to explain that one? Uh, Kevin Love, man, he's just unstoppable. So, so are the Magic too, and the Magic look good. They played a really they good do. game against the Wizards, who look real good too. Markel Fultz is averaging twenty point twenty point seven points a game, uh, four point three assists, and he's forty nine percent from the field. They're a good team, like ninety two percent free throw shooter right now. They're good. Like if Vucevic goes off, you know, and you have Aaron Gordon. Just Are they a good like, team though? I feel like they, they have they like kinda, a decent amount of depth, but they don't paper. have like a stud, dude. They don't have Vucevic is their only star. And freaking, and we, what are you talking about? Vucevic is their only star. They got Aaron Gordon. Oh well, Aaron Gordon's like flashy, but he's and they got Mo Bamba. Let's not forget him. Mo Bamba, 
I don't get what your obsession is with Mo Bamba. Well, he's, he's not just, good. I, I mean, he's a star in that everybody knows him. Oh, also my favorite. Because a song was named after him? Well, yeah, he's a star because of that. Everybody knows who Mo Bamba <laughs> is. He might not play like a star, but name recognition, you know. Okay. Um, what were we going to say? Um, I mean, and Markel Fultz, like, that's that's a big three right there. Yeah, but Fultz, I feel like, I mean, after three games, I don't think that's enough to uh, to cement him as a star quite yet. Okay. He was a first overall. Okay, you're just gonna, you're just gonna. They they give beat in on that one? they beat the Bucks in the playoffs. All right, one game. <laughs> She's still on this dude. Yeah, I'm still on it. All right, that first game was great. I'll never forget it. It but it didn't so matter joy. because your prediction didn't matter because it, they they ended up losing it at the end of it, so it was completely pointless. <laughs> All I right, just don't like the Bucks, some, everybody. Let's get into some other stuff. Uh, fifty point win, Mavericks over the Clippers. This was just so. First off, the podcast would like to apologize to all the listeners out there. Um, we said we marked this last week as a game to watch, Definitely. and it was the worst game ever. It was horrible. You know how I said Mavericks that, just beat the shit out of the Cavs. You know how I said it was a must win Clippers. that the Clippers beat the Lakers. Was this a must win to beat the yes, Mavs? One hundred percent. Their season's over. They might as well just give up. So this. So to be fair, this was a Kawhi load management game, but still. So. Let's see what we got here. Luca had 24 points. Tim Hardaway had 18. Josh Richardson had 21. Uh, Jalen Brunson had 11. Uh, what else we got here? If you lose by a Virgil a after oh, benching no, your best player, Wait. does that make no, Kawhi a contender for MVP right now? <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like, he wasn't playing, and they I lost by I know you're 50. dead ass. That's what makes it more funny. You know funny. what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> Paul George only had 15 points. He was 0 for 6 from 3, 3 for 4. Yeah, everybody was the bad. They field. had what, how many points did they have in the first half? They had like 73 20? points total. Yes. And, <laughs> and it, it, so it, it, hold, 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 hold on. If if the Mavericks just stopped scoring after the first half, they would have won by 4 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best stat I've ever heard. They literally didn't have to play the game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having practice against like a supposedly contending playoff team you know and i can't like, explain that man do that's whatever just, you want it's pretty they dominated the whole game yeah i can't tell if it's just bad offense from the clippers or good defense from the mavs because the mavs scored 120 they didn't they both. weren't they weren't that great though i mean they no, were 49 no, no. percent bad offense if you can't score more than 30 points you want to hear their field goal percentage was 34 <laughs> percent they shot 33 threes and only made four of them. The Clippers. You know what? And that's what I like is that they just kept shooting. You know? <laughs> They're like, we're down Just 50. like Kelly Oubre? Is that what you, lo- is that what you like him shooting, from Kelly Oubre? You know, because at a certain point, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't miss that much. You know? Like, they got to go in eventually. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> percentage-wise, like, something's got to be it. For, is that your advice for Oubre? <laughs> Kelly? No, Kelly just, just only dunks. He's got a high percentage of dunks, low percentage <laughs> of shots. Okay, I think it's 100% to zero. All right, so just stick to what you're good at, Kelly. Get by the rim, put it back in. All right? <laughs> um, uh, the next story, uh, no word on Harden yet. Just a lot of, uh, I don't know. He's just He continues to be just a fucking mess. But um, he showed up the other day and played, and he had 37 points against Portland. Unfortunately, it was a loss. 
Portland is just too stacked. Overtime loss. Um, this man. But yeah, we don't really know what's going on. It's good. still just a shit show. Uh, is it just me or I know Harden's fat, but does he kind of look kind of yoked? Like, like his arms look. I don't like think thick. he's fat. Like, he's, he's fine. fat, bro. He's just he's a little fat. bit bigger. He's a little bit older. You know what I mean? Like his biceps look like. Maybe he's been working impressive. out harder than ever before. Also, like he didn't really have much of an off season. So how you think he he's pulling so a Bryson fat? DeChambeau and in the off season he just hit the weights? Yeah, and just got big. You know, just was like whatever. I can't <laughs> don't do anything. defend him. We saw him at parties. Like, like he was just at a strip club a couple days ago. He definitely was at a strip club, but he's also <laughs> still really good. So like, how are you gonna hate on him? You know. Yeah, he put a lot of people's lives at risk for maybe, you know, going to these super spreader events, but, like, he could really shoot. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what, so you wanted to talk about the rookies. No, no, no. I'm not um, done with this Harden stuff. So do you think that Houston has really, like, put together a good team this year? I think they put together an okay team. Um, I don't, do you I think, don't, with, don't... given how the West is right now, like, are they uh, a playoff contender right now i mean i think they just went toe-to-toe which with the team that i think is the second best team in the west so it's true it's true that's very true i have to give him some credit john wall hasn't really played in any games that i've watched yet so i don't know how he's gonna ooh, excuse me, affect the offense when he comes back mm-hmm. um they've only played one game I, right which i think he's supposed to play today if i'm not mistaken but i'll have to check in back that back check back in on that um Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, still good players. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the makeup of their team is just so I, – I mean, I'm totally blanking. That's how, like, kind of depleted I feel like they've they've been. Let me see. Let's look at their roster right now. Let's play the roster peak game. I don't know. I just made like, right now. Does James Harden really want out? You know? Yeah, man, I'm looking at the rest of their roster. and Where's it's... he going to go? Where, oh, where? Christian Wood has been killing it. I had Christian him in Wood Daily Fantasy yesterday, good. and he he did work for me. Um, but where could I'm he go? Their... Like, where hold, reasonably hold, hold, could... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at their second unit, and it's not promising. Ben McLemore, Sterling Brown. Daniel House. No, Daniel House doesn't play for them anymore. I don't think. Uh, yeah, he definitely does. Are you sure? I'm not seeing his name on this roster, man. I'm looking at it right now. Oh. Is he hurt? I don't know. Uh, DeMarcus Cousin. Daniel House, forward, number four. Daniel House, okay. Like, Eric Gordon's playing small forward right now. P.J. Tucker at power forward. P.J. Tucker playing just out of his mind all the time. I don't know. I just don't think they have the depth to, like – Get them through the stretch of the season. I just don't see. Houston They're gonna have to rely heavily to on him. Harden, and I don't think that they could really make a deal with any other team in the league. That's gonna be. But worthwhile. I don't think that. But I don't think that Houston, if they did that, I don't think they would be looking to still compete in the West. I think that would be kind of like them throwing in a towel, exactly, and trying to rebuild. So that's why I asked. Like, do you think this is a contending team? Because if Houston believes that. You know, like, they're not going to throw in the towel. You know, but if they see realize, like, I don't know, 30 games in that they suck and they're not going to be able to compete in the West, why not throw it in the towel? And, like, all right, let's get Harden out of here. I think, the like, this first half before, like, the trade deadline, you know, I think it's it's going to be 
like a little study for them to see like can we compete can Harden play think, at this level still you know do, do we put enough supporting characters around them for them to like seed at least I think with Dinwiddie going down that kind of takes the Nets out of the running for Harden because the Nets would have had to package like Jared Allen Karis LeVert mm. Spencer Dinwiddie and like a pick in order to get Harden so with Dinwiddie out, that doesn't really help the the, the Rockets that much. Um, I think that only leaves um, the Sixers. And nothing about John Wall and Ben Simmons playing together makes sense to me. They're the same player, just one's taller and one's shorter. Like it that nothing like I I if I'm Houston, that's not what I want my team to be. I do not want it to be Ben. What Simmons if you sent Demarcus Cousins with John uh, James Harden? And they got back, and they got back Embiid instead of Simmons. I don't think I don't think the Sixers want to move on Embiid. Of course not. There. I don't think there's anywhere Harden could really go, you know. And I think Houston tried with the Heat, but realistically, yeah. like it was no trade that's gonna happen. Like the Heat didn't want to give up Tyler Harrow when they had James Harden yeah. on the table. Like, come on, it just wasn't gonna happen. And there's no other teams shopping. You know, would you give small... up Tyler Harrow for James Harden? Sure, definitely. Tyler like, Hero and and um, Duncan Robinson. Sure, de- definitely. And then you make up you make up for those you know twenty something points with James Harden, and you already have Jimmy Butler. And I really you like those guys, though, man. I, I, I like I those guys build, too. I'd rather build around those James two Harden. guys. I like those guys too. But, you know, and any trade has to be worthwhile for the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Can we th- can we think of a of a trade scenario in recent history, like the past five years, where a team has gone all in and just shipped out all their assets to get current stars to try and win. I can think of two failed stories. I can think I can of think so of many, actually. The Timberwolves, which was a failure when they gave up all their assets for Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers, huge failure, gave up all their assets to get Tobias Harris Al Horford. What about and Paul, the Paul George trade? The Clippers giving up everything. And they fucking lost in the playoffs in the semis okay, last year. Okay, but at the same time, all right, what about the Lakers gave up the house and they got Anthony Davis? That's a good point. And, you know, so that's so now the one you, success and, story. And now you have James Harden. Why not make it another success story? I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either it. because who's going to want to give up their house right now? You know, I know it is James Harden. But like no one is gonna want to do that because there's all these. Oh, my phone just went off. Oops. There's all you know, because <laughs> all these failure stories. That's just maybe, not gonna happen. Maybe, and him asking for a trade is just like, hey, bro, there's no shot. Maybe this is just my mindset, but like I, I, I would rather be good for 20 years than go all in for two, go for a championship and hope for the best. You know what I mean? Like especially watching this these past three Warriors games. Um. Like the after the first two games, like just getting blown out by both those guys, the fucking thing, the first thing that on my mind the entire time was like, why didn't we just let Kevin Durant walk? Why did we have to sign and trade and just take this massive D'Lo contract? That D'Lo contract totally fucked us. Like it totally depleted our cap space. We weren't able to get and now and now we're stuck with Wiggins and Wiggins isn't doing shit for us. It's just like. It, I just kept on thinking of all Sometimes like all that shit, and, wrong, and it was just you know I mean? it was just driving me insane. Like it was exciting last night watching them win, but again, that's the Bulls. Like we beat them by one point. 
Like, I mean, that's such a scrappy game. Yeah, like, and just <laughs> watching Ubre and 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 I mean, Wiggins had a great game last night. If he can keep, if he if that's the start of something, then great. But like, it's just so frustrating. And I don't know if I'm if I'm a Heat fan, I don't know if I want that. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. And I think I'd rather I think I'd rather run with with. That's with why Butler, they said I'm not giving up Tyler Harrow for James Harrow, Harden. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want that yet. Yeah. So so now they're stuck with James Harden, the Rockets are. Yeah. Which is not the worst thing in the world. But are they a playoff team? And I don't think so at all. I think with Harden they are though. I don't think so. I don't think they can. I don't think they can break it in in the current West. The West is good right now. But it's a play. There's still the play-in tournament. There's it's, ten teams that go to the playoffs this year. That's also super true, and yeah. I'm, I kind of always forget that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they can go in as like one, you know, one of those teams that's fighting, you know, for the seven, eight, nine, kind of like how Portland was trying to get out of the bubble. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think like the top six seeds in the West are kind of going to be locked in, and it's not going to the Clippers. You know, I think Dallas is looking real good. I think. The Nuggets are zero and two, but they're they've the had two very good. competitive games. And yeah. the Jazz are looking good. Jazz are looking and of course good. the Lakers, of course. Yeah. Blazers yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like God, the, Blazers the, look so. And then there's a handful you, of and teams. And then you got team you got teams like like Phoenix and 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 Sacramento who look really good and are creeping in there. Yeah, let's not forget Phoenix beat a lot of teams in the bubble. Actually, they beat every team. They didn't lose a <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just. They don't look right yet, but they're gonna get there. You know what I mean? They're gonna have a good run somewhere. I'm really hoping for yeah. them. Phoenix is so good. Chris Paul's. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Do you want to talk about the rookies now? Yeah, let's talk about the rookies. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, James Wiseman. Fantastic. This guy. Just give him the rookie of the year now. Just give it to him now. Right now. Whoa. Averaging 18.7 rebounds, bro. Love it. Yes. Yes, but. I'm uh, I'm a little worried that he's gonna have too much of the workload in Golden State. You know they're gonna start relying on him too much because he's so quickly becoming like such a fixture in their offense. But, but he needs to be that guy right now because that's exactly the, what he needs to be, be. Yeah, because Ubre can't put it together. Wiseman yeah. I, Wiseman's been draining threes, dude. I there, yeah yeah he has. Didn't know he could do that. There's some hope in me also that. That something's gonna change when Draymond comes back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Something's yeah. gonna. Th- this is not their final form. You know, like they suck. But just because this last piece is in it, hopefully. But I mean, I could be wrong. Draymond can come back in the exact same team. You know that. I would say that they're those shots. I would say that they're relying heavily on Wiseman defensively. But when Draymond comes back, that's gonna change. And I would say that I would expect Wiseman's rebound numbers mm-hmm. to in- increase. I think he's gonna have that defensive role a lot, like. Kevin Durant, where Draymond's going to take the big man, box him out, and that's going to free up Wiseman to to kind of move around and just use his length to to scoop up uh, rebounds and shit. So, yes. but and offensively, I don't know. I mean, Draymond's not really much of an offensive player. No, he's but he's like a great. A he, but he's a great passer. You know, he always gets really yeah. good assists, and maybe he's going to find Wiseman open in a lot of situations. You know, so that's hopefully frees him up. And if they get start going lo- uh, down low, them them two. You know, maybe they could branch off to a good pick and roll for Steph or, you know, find him in the corner. And hopefully they generate their offense a little bit more. That's what I'm hoping. But James Wise is looking like the answer right now, which yeah. is sick because Golden State hasn't had a great center in such a long time. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. 14 Andre points, Viedrins? 5 rebounds. Just kidding. Uh, dude's, dude's doing real, real well. And and on top of that, I've noticed, especially last night, when when uh, in the game when um, second half, they started just kind of um, trying to draw fouls um, more mm-hmm. than than try to shoot. They're not really open for um, for de- for for long shots, and I feel like defensively that's a scheme that a lot of teams have been using on them because they know that they have. What they thought were three point shooters, Ubre, obviously, but you know we've been talking about him all all and podcast, Wiggins. But Wiggins did good from three last night, four for six though. He did he did do well last yeah. night? Yeah, and he's gonna get better. So I think that Draymond will change that situation, especially if he starts setting up and running pick and rolls with Wiseman, and Wiseman scoring like you know continues to score eighteen points a game in in the paint, then. You're gonna have to change your defensive scheme and start moving guys to double him mm-hmm. when he gets close to the to the to the basket. So it's like maybe that'll free up some three pointers and let's and not forget get some better if, if open looks for those guys. They, the Warriors still have probably the best shooter in the league right now, Steph Curry. He doesn't I mean, look he like he proved it last night. He was struggling the first half, and the second half he just started yeah exactly hitting what I was shots. Say. So yeah. it's, it's, if if Wiseman can just create a little bit more attention, you know, yeah. pull a little bit more space towards him, Steph's gonna make those shots. He's gonna get there. He's gonna get the rain. It's just gonna happen. Like he just doesn't miss that this often. You know, he's gonna he's gonna light it up. And with that, at least one two punch, Warriors can win a bunch of games. You know. Yeah. They're gonna need a little bit more out of Ubre and Wiggins for sure if they want to make it in the West yeah. for sure. So Wiseman's not the only rookie who's been killing it. Um, our number one overall pick looks really good. A one um, since day one, dude. Anthony Edwards averaging sixteen points a game, two rebounds, two assists. He three rebounds. He is, oh, three rebounds. Sorry. And he like it's not just that he like he's his numbers look good, but like you watch their offense and he is efficient. Yeah. And he is flying all over Fast. the court. He has so much energy. And yep. oh my god, and dude he makes cat. He he helps out cat a lot. Yeah, dude, yeah. they're they're fun, bro. Like, I really like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, uh, what it only st- took them Xavier. It only took them three games for Adidas to sign Edwards to a Ex- deal. Yeah, that's a, that's how much fun. I think he, he had like an interview that just went viral, and they yeah, went that to too. And they were like, "Oh, we need this kid for sure. He's good. Yeah. He's just he's great. He's so yeah. fun, so fun to watch." Did you see that picture? Um, somebody posted it. It was um, Randy Moss and Kevin Garnett, but they're wearing each other's jerseys. So KG has a Randy Moss Vikings mm-hmm. jersey, and then no, Randy Moss has dope, a KG though. Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. So yeah, people yeah. were saying they should do that. Anthony Edwards and the other rookie Justin Jefferson. That would be that would be a good idea. That'd be should, sick, they should, right? They, they should just, totally do that. They should, they should totally, totally do that. that. They should totally do that. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, two great, exciting rookies. I got Justin Jefferson on my fantasy team. We Same. just lost the championship. I just won the championship with him. So. You know, if you, if you, if my friend, and you listen to me, just shoot me a text. You know, I'm not. I'm in a bad spot. Are you talking right about now. friend of the pod, Jackson Schlater? I'm in a bad spot right now. I lost to Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a tough do year, need, bro. It was do a we tough need to year. stop? Do we need no, to stop I'm okay. the podcast I'm right. so you can go I'm cry? Right. I'm okay. Because we're we're almost to our break, so you can cry during the break. <laughs> Uh, I just George Kittle, like just so many things, you know. I just <laughs> this is this is a basketball podcast. So let's not mean? let's not get into this. All right, all right. 
Um, and then last but not least, our number three overall pick. Not not too not doing too good. Uh, Lamelo Ball, six points, four rebounds, pretty good rebound percentage. Um, three assists. Um, um, I don't know. He's had like two interesting highlights, and that's basically it. You can tell he really wants to lead that team, but he's also like 19, 20 years old. So it's a little yeah. he just cousin. He can't really take the reins just yet. He's yeah. not shooting super well, but I know he can shoot. You no, know? he can't. That's that was the whole thing coming out of college no, or coming gonna, out of he's wherever he's coming. Shots. He was not a good shooter. Like his shot was worse than than Lonzo's, and Lonzo's shot is bad. <laughs> but they can ball. They're the ball brothers. Yeah, it's just not looking great. I mean, is it because he's in Charlotte? Maybe they never. They no, I think really... it's just because he sucks. That could be too. That could be it too. Maybe it's too soon I mean, to tell, you know? <laughs> maybe. Okay. No, no, why no, the why top are you making excuses about, for him? You know, I just don't want to hate too much because uh, their dad is probably going to listen to the pod and fucking come for us. I doubt that he listens to this pod. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tweet um, out this episode. Hashtag hate LeVar. <laughs> uh, other, other rookies who have been what they've been. Uh, Killian Hayes not playing so well. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton not getting a lot of minutes, but um, but he, he looks he's been, good. He's been yeah when he's been playing, he's been looking good. So I think that they could evolve into a three guard lineup at some point. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, Denny Avdia has been looking really good. Um, Denny looks good. Yes, yeah. I agree. And um, I don't know. That's kind of really all that really. Um, um, I like this other guy who's also a rookie on Minnesota. His name is Jaden McDaniel's. Yeah. I don't know, I like him come off the bench. I don't know, I was, I was watching a lot of Timberwolves games, and I saw him, and he's... Clearly. <laughs> I don't know, six points, average six points, but good off the bench, really replaces uh, with Anthony Edwards, like, in the second team. Yeah. I don't know. Minnesota Timberwolves, I was they're, really, they're, they're one in three, but yeah. good. I was really hoping to see Toppin yesterday, um, but he's been hurt, and I really want to watch him. He's going to... Obi. His... This, just save it for the next segment. Who did the Who did the Knicks beat? They just beat somebody. Um, they beat uh, the Bucks. That's right. Yeah, but like thirty I was really points. Hoping to watch him that? play. Like Twenty points. He's gonna be out for about a week. Um, so hopefully we can see him. Uh, Peyton Pritchard. Remember, I warned you about him on my podcast. He did. He's been killing it. Um, and yeah, one ten to one thirty. Julius Randle. Damn. Yeah. 29 points? He outscored Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, he killed it, bro. I'd, I'm um, not high on the Bucks. I haven't been high on the Bucks. Sue me. I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are the only rookies that have been interesting. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come into our segment following this. We got two two main ones. Um, the first one is it, it has uh, – it's not really uh, basketball related. It's more just – Xavier thought it'd be a fun idea, so we're gonna play it. We're gonna play a game. Let's just call. It, let's just leave it at that. Okay. That'll be the teaser. Uh, so stick around, everybody, and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Um. Again, we have two featured segments this week. One of them is Xavier's, and one of them is mine. We're splitting it up. Uh, let's start with yours, Xavier. So uh, take it away. 
All right. Um, uh, I'm going to play a game called The Name Game, where I'm going to go and make a bunch of funny jokes about people's names. Um, not in a bad way, just in a fun way. Um, kind of started because I asked Chris last week about his other favorite AD, and we just couldn't think of one. And I was KD. Like, I KD, that's right. And I couldn't yeah. think of one. But we found one. And we found one. His name is Chris Dunn. <laughs> um, and then in, in digging, I found another AD. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, other than Anthony Davis, there's a Andre Drummond. That's t- I can't believe we didn't think about him in the first place. I can't believe we didn't. But you know what? Those are the only two ADs, and these are the only two KDs. Chris you Dunn. really couldn't find any other AD? I no. Feel like, no man, other ADs. Wild. Just, you know. Chris Dunn Andre plays for Drummond, uh, Atlanta. Do you think they're brothers? All four of them? Because they sh- share initials? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even share initials. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton is technically a DA, which is backwards. So then five brothers. Well, not exactly. <laughs> well, all right, you know there's three Porter Juniors, and they're not related? No, they're definitely related. The, they're, the Porter <laughs> brothers. <laughs> and they're the all Porter named brother. after the same – they all have the same dad. Uh-huh. Um, and he just has three names. He's three he first just, names. So he just impregnated three different women, and their sons just happened to all be stars in the NBA together, but they didn't know and, anybody, and, and they were yeah. reunited when they played each other on the court. <laughs> And he has, he has three. Like, you look just like me. Who's your dad? You know, just like Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony is his first name. He has three. His dad has three names. They're all hyphen. And it's what are the three? What are the three Porter Juniors? <laughs> One time, I told my little brother, he was like, he was like Roy Oswald Junior. Or, Lee Harvey Oswald, who killed JFK, and he was like, "Why do they? Ha- why does he have? Why does everybody who assassinates somebody have three names?" And I was like, "That's just all a big coincidence. Like anybody who has three names, like they're gonna assassinate somebody." <laughs> and he oh was my like, God. "What?" And we were watching our basketball game, and Michael Carter Williams was on. He was like, "Michael Carter Williams." I was like, "You better watch out." <laughs> 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 He's grown up and realized like that's not true. Yeah. But now <laughs> I always think about three name players what was the like the look on his face was he like dead serious? Like, oh like, my god michael carter williams <laughs> protect the president um so, so what are the three porters name what are they who are they uh, are the Marker, porter michael porter jr oh damn i forget i forget already it's you already one. forgot it's okay um kevin porter jr michael porter jr and otto porter jr so then their dad's name is michael kevin otto mm-hmm. porter there it is Boom. Oh, and there's also uh, Bobby Portis. So there's four brothers. Portis and not Portis is not the same as Porter. There's a is a Jonte Porter, and he's maybe not a junior. Uh, wait, 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 time out. If they're all juniors, that means their dad has three different first names. That's what I just said. Oh my god. I never really thought of that. That's insane. Like Carl Anthony. Carl hyphen Anthony. So his name is Michael hyphen Kevin hyphen Otto. Michael Kevin Otto Porter. <laughs> yeah, junior. Or senior. <laughs> is that worse than this George is the Foreman naming all we've of ever his done. children this is George or Georgia? This, this is the stupidest thing. He had like seven kids, done. George Foreman did. And like six George of them were named did? George. And his daughter's name is Georgia. No, it's not. Yes. Look it up. I'm looking this up right now. Do it right now. George Foreman. What are his kids' names? It's George. <laughs> 
No fucking. How does I, he like call their names? I don't know. He's got to have like. Okay, so you're you're fucking you're an idiot. Okay, Frida Foreman, Georgette Georgetta Foreman, George okay. Foreman the third, Natalie Foreman, Isabel Brenda Foreman, uh, Leola Foreman, Mitchie Foreman. Oh, you're right. George Foreman the fourth. George Foreman, the fifth. George. Wow. You're, How many yeah. kids does he have? He has. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, six, I thought it was slandering Mr. Nine, George Foreman, ten, but no, 11, it's true. 12. So he literally, so he had uh, his first son, which was George Foreman Jr., and that's, then he had a second son, two. George Foreman the third, and then he had his fourth son, George Foreman the fourth, and then he had his fifth son, George Foreman the fifth. And then all his daughters just have regular names, except for Georgette and maybe the other. Yeah, Frida, Natalie, Isabella, Leola, uh, Michi, Courtney. Oh my god! So that's like ten kids. So how do you 11? think he like? How do you think he went about like yelling his his son's names? Like, hey, five, four. Uh, you have over to, your right? Four. You have to. You know, you can say junior, and then like. Do you think junior got called Trey, junior, or was he called, called the third one, Trey? Two. Two. Nah, junior. Actually, you junior, could you, you could already get, got you, the name junior. You know. Yeah, what you mean? could you could get creative with this. You could be like, hey, Deuce. Yeah, Cinco. Hey, Triple. Cinco. Hey, hey Quad. <laughs> wow. Honestly, four is not a bad name. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what's up, four? Not not much. How you living? You know, that's a. I don't name. agree with that. Like seven? You think seven's a good name? I don't think. Mm, no. I don't. I don't really like any uh, like number as a name. Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, what number are you? I'm I'm seven, but. So, uh, what's the? Didn't you want to do favorite three person yes. with at least? Yes. What three is names? your favorite person with three names? Um. Juniors don't count. That's got to be like hyphenated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get, I get you. Okay. Um. Hold on. Give me a second. You go first. You go first. I'm gonna go with Shay, Shay Gilgis Alexander. That's a tough one, though. I feel like that's a that's I got a, a lot. I got a lot. I, can I just I'll, – I'll, I'll rattle them off yeah. and just tell me yeah, which yeah. one you like. Yeah. All right, there's uh, clearly Michael Carter-Williams, who started this whole bit. Yeah. What about that Willie? Just sounds like a, that sounds like a senator's name. <laughs> it he does. He should run for office one day. <laughs> he really should. I, I yeah. thought he will, though. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, Willie Colley Stein. That sounds like a, um, a hillbilly. Willie Colley Stein? Yeah. He's got a lot yeah. of tattoos, so maybe he is one. And then you already mentioned Carl, Anthony Carl Towns. Anthony Towns. Yeah. Uh, which I think is just his middle name, right? Wait, is his last name Anthony No, Towns? it's Carl hyphen Anthony. His last name is just Towns. Just his Towns. His first name is Carl. Oh, so his that's, first name that's is the anomaly. Carl hyphen. Because everybody else is name and then two last names with the hyphen. He has two, hyph- two first names with the hyphen. Yeah, so it's not just Carl. Like, it's Carl Anthony. Carl Anthony. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if anybody I met some. I met some people like that. Like, I know, like. People like growing up, there was like um, Michael Anthony, Julia like, Ann. That's a porn star. Mary Elizabeth. Well, no, people would like have names like that too. <laughs> 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 nope, it couldn't be her. <laughs> you know her too? Oh. <laughs> What's your favorite film by her? <laughs> I don't know any names to any porn <laughs> film, oh, <laughs> honestly. <yeah? laughs> um. Yeah, so what about what about K 
Contavious, Caldwell Pope. I hate KCP just as a basketball player, so every time I hear that, it just makes me cringe. I just hate him as a basketball player. Yeah, because he get, he gets paid like – he has a really good agent or he just has dirt on I I think I really think he just has dirt on a on a Rob Manfred because he always gets paid like a shit ton of money and he's not a good basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuinely how I feel. It it frustrates me. Uh, all right, keep okay, going. Okay, wait, I have one more bit. I just I forgot one. You don't have more names? I have more I have more names. One. Oh, one, oh. Uh, Toscano Anderson. Uh, yeah, Toscano Anderson. Okay, I didn't have like all of the names. I just had a bunch, okay. Okay. Um something Finley, the guy from the, the Mavs. Um Uh Dorian Finley Smith. Dorian Finley Smith, that's a good one. So who's your favorite? I'm not crazy about any of those. I, you don't have any more. No, dude, that's, that's, all, that's all I got. Um. Oh oh oh, Keita Bates Diop. Oh, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. Yeah. And by favorite, it doesn't mean like your favorite player, just the favorite name. Itself. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, I'm you right know? now. I'm leaning towards. Um. Ooh, excuse me. All right, there's a uh, on the Kings. There's a Robert Wood Woodard the second, and he's not a junior. He's clearly he's a second. He makes it with the double, the two like Roman numeral eyes on the back mm. of his jersey. And I think that's different, cool. And I'm gonna count it as a three name. All right, it's not a junior. Right. Juniors don't count. Right. Which leads me to my next segment, uh, which is the juniors. There are 17 juniors in the NBA. Yeah. There's a lot. Uh, I just found another one. Uh, Nikhil Anderson Walker. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. I think just as, like, hyphen, like, hyphenating last names have become more common, Mm -hmm. there's just going to be a lot more in the league. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Anyway, so your other thing you want to do? 17 juniors. In 17. the league, including the three Porter juniors who are unrelated, supposedly. <laughs> uh, are you gonna like name all of them? Like, how is this gonna oh, go? Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would ask. <laughs> oh well, now that you mention it, there is Troy Brown Jr., Vernon okay. Carey Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., Wendell Carter. Tim Hardaway Jr. Um. Uh, there is a. Oh, the sun is peeking through. Hello, sun. Keep going. Daniel House Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaren Derek Jackson. Jones Jr., Kira Lewis Jr., Kay. Kenyon Martin Jr., my favorite, Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance. And technically, I don't know if you know about this one, but Kelly Oubre is a junior. I did not know that actually. So that's yes, good to is. find out. Kevin Porter. Junior, mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. who's probably my favorite Porter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. Hmm. But last but not least, Dennis Smith Jr. and Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent, that's right. I forgot yeah, about Gary Trent. You know. Well, kind of kind of cool. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of fathers who were like, "I'm going to give this great name to my child." 
So a lot of narcissism and then he goes on to become a lot of narcissism happening player? in the NBA. Basically, oh, that's exactly what juniors are. Just like George Foreman. Well, juniors aren't that. Seniors are that. They're narcissists because they name their kid after themselves. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Imagine being the junior and then being better than the person you're named after, and you're like, "Who's the junior now?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I bet that never happens. Uh, no, probably never. Um. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready for my segment? Yeah, go ahead. College Corner, baby! Woo-hoo. So, uh, for the listeners, I am a big college basketball fan. Um, I watch it just as much, if not more, than the NBA sometimes. Um, only during really conference play, because that's when it gets interesting. Um, and a lot of people, it's kind of like a hipster sport, a lot of people don't really like college basketball except for March Madness. So, every week... I wouldn't say it's a hipster sport. I would say it is. There's just there's just so there's so much college basketball. I mean, I I don't I'm not re- referencing it as a hipster sport in that hipsters enjoy it. I'm referencing it as a hipster sport in that not many people like it, but the few like it's a cult sport, I guess you could say. I think, but a the lot few of people, people like on it. the few people that do like it are very hardcore. It's just there's so many teams, so that like people who are fans of one team. Why not see that team like go on? You know, like yeah, there's so yeah, many yeah. fans of like all these different schools. <clears throat> it's just like it's everybody's just so spread out. It's not as fanatical, you know what I'd say? Yeah, I mean, it, but college football I feel like is different. College football is the same exact thing, but their fans are like fucking massive and intense. This is this is true. This yeah. is true. So, hipster sport. All right. I'm not that big into uh, college basketball. In the regular season, but I'm I love March Madness. Yeah, you're one of. Those I just like to people. gamble sometimes. So every couple weeks or whatever we do, um, we will have this segment called College Corner, aka Make Xavier's Bracket Great Again. So this is me. I love the bracket you. challenges, and I always always fail them. It's this is uh this segment is for uh, me informing Xavier so that he can make a educated, well put together bracket. When I was going to pick and Kentucky also, to win it all this year. And also you, the listeners, um, who might not have that information. So it's funny you say Kentucky because Kentucky right now is on the rocks. Um, <laughs> they are on a five-game losing streak. They do not look good this year, and they have a ton of talent. And the biggest issue, what we're hearing out of the, out of the Kentucky camp, is that these players are not enjoying playing for Cal. I don't know what it is, but he has lost the locker room. He just suspended his best player. Um for some reason, I think he like skipped practice or something like that. I can't remember. Um, they he constantly is arguing with them on the bench. It is not looking good for Cal. And apparently, this is just how Kentucky basketball is. They're so intense. Apparently, Coach Cal's in the hot seat now. And if he doesn't turn this around, Kentucky might be moving on from him, which is wild to think because of how much success he's brought that program. Mm. But this is just how intense some college basketball fans and programs are. Like, if you're not cutting it, like we got to move on to the next guy. And they always used to say that Coach Cal in his heyday is bigger than Kentucky basketball. No. No person is bigger than Kentucky basketball. Not one single person. Um, so, I mean, he's not even probably the best coach in the history of Kentucky basketball. It's probably uh, Adolph Ruff. And, again, if you if you can't make it work, that city, Lexington, is not going to deal with you. So that's where we're at with Kentucky. What They're 1-5, five, five five-game losing streak. And they've lost to some wow. – Shitty teams and some really good teams. What I know about Kentucky basketball and Coach Calipari is that they've had a winning program for a while, and he's brought home some some championships. He's only brought home one. Big years. He's only brought home one, though. Yeah. Wow. 
They've that gone was, to the, that was with Demarcus the, Cousins and John Wall. That was with the no, 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 no. That was with the stacked team of Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker coming off the bench, Willie Cauley Stein. Off the top of my head, I'm totally blanking. But there was two other like stars that are in the Anthony NBA Davis. No. Oh wait, you're right. Did he win with no, Anthony Davis? No, 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 no. I thought he won with. Oh, you might be right. It might have been the Anthony Davis team. He made it to the finals, I think, with the They've always had great team. teams. So many great players came out of Kentucky. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. All of my favorite players came out of Kentucky. So, like, I don't know. I guess he's only won one championship. Yeah, just drop it like it's hot, bro. Get him out of here. He ain't, he ain't Coach K. So do you think Coach K is bigger than Duke? I would say yes. I would say he's the one coach in, like, college basketball who's bigger than the program. He went in Coach Team USA and then still came back. What, like, I that's don't, kind of I don't big. understand what you're trying to say there. Well, like, because he, he could have won, like, NBA or something. He could have changed it. He could have done whatever he wanted, really, and he chose to stay. And, like, I feel like that's important to, like, an organization yeah. to, like, see that. You're right. So it was 2012 that he won his championship. Anthony Davis was on the team. Uh, the Unibrow. Let me see if I can find the rest of that roster. Because that roster was pretty damn good. And I would like to know who was on it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Anthony Davis... Oh. What? No way. This team, Michael Gilgis, or Michael Kidd Gil, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, another three-name player. Hey. Um, Terrence Jones. Triple name alert. That's it. Wow. This team won the championship? Fuck. That's not, that's not great, bro. And he didn't win one with AD. Didn't win one with John Wall or DeMarcus Cousins. Here, listen to this. This this team. The I remember the cat team had was just stacked. Let me see if I can find it. Carl, Anthony, Carl, Carl, Carl. Coach, Coach can't win it for us. Carl. They call Calipari Coach Cal, right? Yeah. Not because it's the C. That's right, right. And Krzyzewski. How do you say Coach K's last name? Mike Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski. (laughs) <laughs> okay. What a great name So you messed it up again So good job How do, um, how do you say it? Shisheski 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 There you go Alright, Conley Towns Willie Cauley Stein um, Wow Triple name Devin Booker Triple double alert Triple name Dev Book Natural score. Marquise Amazing. Lee. Or Marcus Lee. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. Andrew Harrison. That's pretty good. All right. Anyway. Marcus um, Lee was on the <laughs> team. Yeah, dude. yeah, you won a championship. Hey, anyhow, great. Or Marcus Lee. Um, he, he's all right, in Italy right on. now. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, so this is for especially for you. Whatever you do, you need to make sure in March – you put Gonzaga or Baylor in the championship game in your bracket. They are far and ahead better than every team in college basketball right now. Gonzaga and Baylor? uh, Gonzaga and Baylor. Gonzaga just played number three Iowa a week week and a half ago. Uh, Iowa is number three mainly because they have the best player in the country right now, um, uh, Luca Garza. He was the player of the year. runner-up last year he's gonna be the player of the year this year he's just a dominant power forward who just completely controls all of the paint he's big he's strong he 
I, he, what, he's he's like he's just he's a massive force, um, and they just beat Gonzaga just beat the shit out of them like uh-huh. dominated them in the CBS Sports Classic. What year is he? Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be a senior. He stayed for all four years. Oh, so this is his last year. Yeah, so he's gonna be entering the draft next year. Uh, he's a lot like so the two best players in the country, uh, the beginning of the season were Luca Garza and Remy Martin out of uh. Yes, I said his name right, Remy Martin, like the like the uh, alcohol, mm-hmm. out of ASU. Uh, both seniors, they waited till they're they wanted to play all four years. They're not very high draft stock though because they waited so long. But um, but they're really good players. ASU is completely imploded though. They have why is that lost like, some big teams? They lost I'd to much like. I'd rather have they, a smarter t- player. I don't know. I was wondering that too myself because like Peyton Pritchard this year, I felt like should have been like a lottery pick, but he fell to twenty. You know what I mean, and like, and Peyton Pritchard's like a really good player. He was one maybe because like that's like three years of your, you know, your youth. I think that's what it is. I think that that NBA teams want to draft a guy young so they can kind of mold and form him into what they want their team to be. Whereas like at 22, you're kind of an established player, so you're just like taking what you know their skills are and hoping that it adapts well with your team. Whereas at 19 years old, you can kind of mold that to what you want it to be. And also, that's three yeah. years out of their out of their career. Like you don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't. It's it's really weird. I never understood it, but like, yeah. Um, uh, Remy Martin. But anyway, ASU is completely imploding. But Gonzaga and Baylor, they are just so good. Baylor, we knew was going to be good again this year. They had three of their five starters return last year. Um, uh, Galepsi, um, I can go down the list, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, studs. Um, and every team they've played, they've looked like just dramatically better. So it's like there's. There's Gonzaga and Baylor, and then there's just, like, a massive drop, and then there's, like, Iowa, Kansas, Duke, all these other teams um, that are – they're they're good, they're interesting, but they're just not quite up to that level. So whatever you do, listeners, when it comes to March, make sure you have at least one of these guys in your Gonzaga. final four or in your championship game because I'm telling you right now, you will go far in your bracket challenge if you do. Um, yeah, definitely rooting for Gonzaga. A friend of the pod goes to Gonzaga. And, yeah. Um, try, oh, that's try what some Gonzaga say. merch. And let's yeah. give a quick shout out to our friend Kay Lucido, who yeah. uh, goes to Gonzaga Law School. Mm-hmm. Um, can't go to any games. No, she can't. <laughs> she um, can't. The one team, though, I will say that did well against Gonzaga uh, last year, um, that is a team that I would say is up and coming this year. University of San Francisco, USF Dons. Yes. They're killing it this year. They are killing um, it. Look out for them in the West Coast Conference to make a run. Yeah, they and could maybe be a little, a, little, a little upset in the tournament. I hope we get a good tournament this year. I hope it happens. Please. I hope it happens. That's, that's the only thing I really care. I think it will. I mean, I think the NBA, the NBA has shown a bubble works well. And, like, it's March Madness. Who, does, who isn't going to want to play? I know, dude. That was the worst War part bubbles. about the pandemic last year was that we didn't get March Madness at all. Whatsoever. It just happened. It was like happening, like it was happening right when it literally right happened, before yeah. the week the week of the tournament was supposed to start. Oh, yeah. it, it happened, and that's it. Could have been the worst. That was probably the worst thing that could happen. I remember you know, the, the all those contracts, whatever. The mm-hmm. last game that happened um, before the stop of sports for the pandemic was uh, um, uh, the Big East was in the middle of a game. So the SEC tournament and the ACC tournament had games that morning. They canceled them. The Big East had already started um, their second round of the uh, Big East tournament, and St. John's was playing Marquette, and Marquette was like a three seed, and St. John's was like a ten seed, and St. John's beat Marquette. That was the last game that happened before 
before the the, the stop of, mm. of, 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 uh, of of sports in general. They're literally the last game um, that played. Um, let's see, Villanova's good. Uh, Wisconsin's been killing it. Look out for Wisconsin. The Big Ten in general is just a stacked um, uh, conference this year. Uh, Iowa's in the Big Ten. Uh, let's see, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, Minnesota is eight and one. They've been killing it. Um, so yeah, so look, I, I I would say you can't go wrong with any Big Ten team. Um, San Diego State's going to be a good sleeper. They kept a lot of their starters from their stack team last year. Um, and yeah, I mean the Big East is always good, but uh, yeah, college basketball, Gonzaga, Gonzaga and Baylor, love it. So that's my uh, my college basketball uh, update. All right, so you want to do awards? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna re- come back to this. Um, I'm taking notes. I'm gonna compile them over the weeks. Yeah. Uh, to make a good bracket, and we're gonna see how well my bracket does. I'll probably announce and my picks in the coming months. If you want some games to watch for college basketball, I can give that to you folks if you would like to. No, no, the, with football. And NBA, I got no time for college basketball. It's just not happening, all right? Okay. But this is my day. I wake up, I watch women's volleyball. Then I go watch ESPN. Women's volleyball? And then I, I, I see what games are on. You know, it's probably some NBA. Where do you watch then, you women's know, watch volleyball them. at? Oh, ESPN app, bro. They got it. They know They know what we need. Is right? it we're beach volleyball or, or regular volleyball? Yeah, yeah. So they're in, they're in, like, New Zealand or, like, Australia or something like that where it's, you know, like, the seasons change. It's different, yeah. opposite. So they're, they're yeah. in hot girl summer right now. You know, this on the summer. beach. Ha! You know? Dig. And I'm, I'm waking up to that. You know, it's cold outside. I'm in my jammies. Like, oh, boom. I'm just seeing buns in the sun. It's nice. It's a good time, good way to wake up. You know what I'd love to have this coming 2021? Hot Girl mm. Summer 2. Hot Girl Summer 1 was smacking. It was and smacking. And I feel like Hot Girl Summer 2 was put on delay because of the pandemic. So I would love it if we all got vaccinated and then Hot Girl Summer 2 just came out. Just guns a-blazing. I'm kind of worried. I think everybody's just going to go too hard as soon as we're, like, let loose. And, like, babies are going to be made left and right. I think there's going to be, like, a week, a week-long a week rager that I'm going to go to. It's going to, like, start, like, one weekend, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, yeah. like, one of those big weekends. Yeah. And then, you know, and they're like, fuck it, let's just keep going. You know, and just add three more days. So that I, I can see it happening. Dude, so my... I think they my, call that a bender. My Aunt Jerry, shout out, um, Aunt Jerry, um wants to do because we we our family didn't get together for any of the holidays this year she wants to do a massive like day-long party or weekend-long party where mm-hmm. we celebrate every single holiday and one person is um is uh, uh responsible for no responsible for putting together that holiday so like we always play football on thanksgiving so we're going to start the morning with a football game and then uh and then we're going to go to her house and have easter brunch because that's what we always do mm-hmm. um and then uh, and after that, we're going to do uh, St. Patty's Day, which is mine. I'm in charge of St. Patty's Day. So we'll, we'll drink green beer and take shots of whiskey. Um, and then uh, uh, after that, we have Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and then we do Christmas and Christmas presents and have Santa come and everything that night. You got to do Halloween. Throw in Halloween there somewhere. We don't celebrate Halloween together. And family, 4th of though. July. What about 4th of July? Oh, and then we'll do fireworks after Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, there's got to be more holiday. Just keep throwing stuff in there, all right? You, well, are you Jewish? A... Just throw Passover in there. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just trying to mix up up, man. This I feel like, like a Jews great day. would be offended by that. For I mean, I, that's why I asked Jewish. if you were Jewish. I'm not. Oh, actually, I did 23andMe, and I'm 2% Jewish. It's pretty wild, right? 
Um, all right, let's get a new award. That's why I like you. Shout out to all my Jewish friends, except for Jackson. Nice. I'm just kidding. I love you. Uh, do you want to go first? I have one, two, three, four. Yeah, you go first. I have five awards. Okay, so my first one, um, actually, no, I have four awards because one of these is yours. I forgot. Um, my first award, I want to give uh, an award called uh, the Tight Tit Tip. Okay. Um, if you guys have ever seen the movie Reno 911 Miami, uh, one of the characters gets a tattoo of a person. And she goes into a tattoo store or place, whatever you call it, and asks um, – and the, the tattoo artist goes, that is a tight tit tat because it's, it's on her boobie. Um, so I'm naming this after that. Tight tit tip, okay. which is a really cool tip. Buddy healed. Buddy fucking healed. He also gets the Iceman Award because he won the game. So Harrison Barnes shoots a shot. Misses because he's Harrison Barnes. He never comes up big in big moments. So, obviously, he misses a shot. The um, in the opening game against uh, – who was that? Who was that team they played in opening night? I'm totally blanking. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and he misses, misses, tips off, and Buddy Heel just comes running, guns a-blazing, like nobody sees him, uh, chase down, tips it in, wins the game, runs into the locker room, Huge celebration. It was amazing. That it was, was amazing. probably the best moment of opening night uh, for the NBA. Uh, actually, that wasn't opening night. That was day two. That was um, day two, yeah. It was fantastic. And Mark Jones' call of the of the thing, Mark Jones, the new play-by-play announcer for the Sacramento Kings, go check it out. It's one of the best calls I've ever heard. playing the Nuggets. Heard. Playing the Nuggets. It's best calls I ever heard. He just, like, he, I keep do, trying to do it, but it's wrong. He just goes, buddy, ball, game. Kings win, and it was just—it was amazing. Um, so that's my tight I like tip. That. Tip. I like that. <clears throat> All right, so for my awards this week, um, it's kind <clears throat> of a continuation of the name game. Nice. Um, it's kind of something I stole from Jimmy Fallon too. Um, just like players whose names are like this, and I'll just fill in the blank and then describe this player's names. So <clears throat> these are players' names that a baby would come up with. <laughs> All right, first one: Bull Bull. It's just, it's what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the other one I have, Bam Adebayu. All right, come yeah. on. You don't think a baby could just say that? I, I yeah. think, like, a toddler could just say Bam Adebayu, and you're like, is that a basketball player? Well, there's, so there's something with, like, there's a story with his first name where it's, like, um. <laughs> like I said, yeah, yeah. Like, like you're like, yeah, I've heard a baby say that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so his first name is Adris, um. Or Ed Ed Reese Ed Rice I don't know I don't know how to pronounce it but basically he had uh, an issue where he couldn't pronounce his own name as a kid so he just started calling himself Bam like Bam Bam and mm. it just caught on he pretty much called his own name as a as a to- as a toddler that's that's what's up yeah oh so that makes perfect sense yeah <laughs> baby didn't name himself yeah. I didn't know that when I made this category because he loved watching the Flintstones at the age of one. That's so funny. So she started. So his mom started calling him Bam Bam, and he was like, "I want that to be my name." And uh, I got was... like a couple more. Yeah, keep I'm going. I'm just gonna keep rattling these off. All right. Or do you want <clears> me? To... Oh, names. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. All right, all right. Uh, this is an NBA players whose name is uh, most likely also the name of a country music star. Miles Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's so funny. It's it's so on point. All right, this could is you argue that player. Willie Cauley Stein could be one, maybe? 
more or less no wait it's way less than miles bridges like <laughs> if yeah, i was yeah. trying to make up a fake country music star name it would be miles bridges <laughs> okay um uh player named after my favorite food that's Dwayne bacon <laughs> bacon overrated bro okay uh bacon player so who's player who has least lived up to their name that's Shaq harrison he plays for Utah. He's 6'7", but like 190 pounds. He's like half the size of Shaq. Just because his name is Shaq? It, and he's it, also it, a guard, you know. But yeah, just did not live up to the name of Shaq. Okay. Shaquille Harrison. I mean, if you're going to name your kid Shaq, and they're big, like, you got some work to do, man. That's a big name to live up to. All right. Do you know anybody else named Shaq? Sha- Shaq Barrett? Shaq Griffin? Shaquille Griffin? <laughs> Oh, well, they play. Okay, yeah, you're right. Shaquille Griffin is a. Uh, hey, wait, does he have one hand, or a, does his brother have one hand? Shaquem, his brother, the linebacker, has one hand. Okay, they're good. Yeah. Are they so? Yeah. Different pot. Different pot. Um. All right. Is that it? Are you done with that? That's it. That's 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 my name awards. All right. So I'm gonna give out. This is a honorary award to someone who we mentioned early on in this podcast. Um. He is from our hometown. Um. The Marquise Lee Live Above the Rim Award. So, I'm naming this award because Xavier knows this. So, in 2014 championship run, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein for for Kentucky. Marquise Lee is a basketball player from our hometown of Antioch. Marcus. Marcus Lee, sorry. Marcus Lee from our hometown of Antioch went to uh, our high school, Deer Valley. Um, He led them to a state championship in 2013. I think it was 13. Yeah, 13. Um, in 2014, he decided to go to Kentucky. He was like a five-star recruit. Came off the bench for them. Their starting uh, center was uh, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein gets hurt in the Elite Eight. So Marquise, Marcus Lee has to start in the final – or no, he gets hurt in the Sweet 16. Marcus Lee has to start in the Elite Eight game. Um, this is a pretty famous game. Um, he scored – what was it? I think it was 12, eight, 10 points. Yeah, I want to say and, 12 points. Yeah. And eight of them were off tips or offensive rebounds to tips. And after the game, someone interviewed. I couldn't. T- I can't remember if it was if it was Coach Cal said it in his interview or if it was Marcus Lee said it in his interview. But someone inter- asked them and said, "What do you think about?" I think it was Coach Cal. What do you think about Marcus Lee's um, ability to to score? Um, points above the rim and i guess their game plan going into it was that and he said marcus lee is the best player i've ever coached in playing above the rim and we live above the rim so this is the marcus lee honorary above the uh we live above the rim award i remember when they um when they uh interviewed him and they had that little like interstitial and it was like marcus lee and it was like where does he live and then like colon above the rim yeah i was like that's sick too it was great (laughs) yeah he was uh Um, he was unreal so that goes to Rudy Gobert, who against Portland uh, on the 23rd had 20 points, but 17 rebounds. 17. Yeah, he lived above the rim in that game. He lived above the rim. Is that the game where he missed that dunk? No, oh, that was against the Kings. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I think that was the game where he went up and he thought he was going to get fouled, so he tried to adjust, and then he just hand just hit the uh, the rim, and the ball went right over <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I don't remember seeing the highlights. I saw well, it. He had 17 rebounds, and it was badass, so he uh, 
He gets that award. I'm just a Rudy Gobert hater, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't bring you him are, up, don't bring I, him up why, around why me. All right? you, don't bring him up. I don't want to hear that name around these parts, okay? Well, he's getting the award. It happened. It's on my. It's in my book. All right, you're up. Oh, I, you know what? I blew all of my awards already. I just, I, you let me, oh, okay. gave me the chance, and I just blew my load. I'm sorry. I didn't know, I didn't know they were all gonna be the name game ones. Okay, so my <laughs> second award is the Toby Flenderson Most Annoying Player Award, which is obviously uh, Kelly Oubre. He's driving me fucking insane. The guy is 0 for 23 on non-dunk field goals. Um, he can't make a three-pointer to save his life, but yet he keeps shooting them, which. I have mixed feelings about. I feel like he should keep going to try and get his confidence, but it drives me crazy. He shot two open look threes last night um, in crucial spots in the last two minutes of the game against the Bulls, and he missed them both. I, he is just driving me. In, and you know, Andrew yeah. Wiggins was also on this award until last night. He he played himself out of not getting this award. Drive me insane. That would be insane. Um, and then the last one is another Iceman Award to Damian Lee, who uh, yeah, he won that game. Got the Warriors crushed first it win. with the game-winning three last night. Um, got the Warriors their first win. Clutch, he's been killing it. You can um, tell he, he wanted to pass it 70... into Curry, yeah. and he had to make the decision to pass it to Looney and take the ball back. He realized what yeah. he had to do, and he took the shot. He made it like, and that's, that's what we want to see. Yep, it's confidence, baby. And the dude's shooting seventy-five percent from three. So I've started a campaign on Twitter. Uh, there's a hashtag and everything. It's, uh, hashtag delete to starting SG. Because uh, Kelly Oubre has been terrible, so just move him to the bench. Let's bump D- Damian Lee up to the starting lineup. Um, he's been if efficient. You're Coach he Kirk, plays. you want to like take that confidence away from Kelly Oubre already? Like You know he's got, got work to do, but if you already demote him, you know, unless. But I think it's I best know. to take the pressure off him, and then he can kind of get his flow with the second unit, get some confidence going. And if he starts playing well, you move him back to the starting lineup. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather have someone in there who's more reliable, which Damian Lee has been nothing but reliable, and he has chemistry with Steph, which is clear. Which is one thing that 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 offense is dr- insanely missing. You can tell that they just like they haven't played together, so they just like they don't know each other. And Damian tendencies Lee's played and with Steph for a while. And they're trying to kind of like they're trying to put it together and trying to figure it out. I think that when Draymond comes back, he's gonna bring some of that chemistry back together because he has played with Steph for years. But I would rather put someone in who has been playing really well and uh-huh. who has chemistry with Steph, who's gonna have chemistry with Draymond too because they've all played together for a little bit. And 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 just you know and and you know they'll gain that confidence with Wiggins and Ubre over time. Let's hope so. Yeah. Please, let's hope so. We're going to Draymond back tomorrow, right? Tuesday? Hopefully. We'll see. Um, I know he's been trying to play, but the doctors have been telling him no. Um, All right, so games to watch. Yeah. We promise these are probably good games to watch. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah, there wasn't a ton this week. Me and Xavier were kind of struggling to find some. Um, But this is what we got. So tonight, Monday the 28th, Lakers play the Blazers. That is going to be a game. 7 p.m. on NBA TV. Check that out. By the mm-hmm. time this podcast goes up, you might have not gotten this advice. So you might be already watching it. Yeah, hopefully people are just um, um, maybe you know. Uh, CJ, he's, he's averaging thirty-three and a half points a game. This man's on fire. Telekinetically, maybe they're getting the information from us. Um, so NBA is doing something interesting this year um, with their scheduling. They're doing back-to-backs. 
um, with the same opponent, which is kind of cool and it makes sense mm-hmm. coronavirus-wise. So Tuesday, the 29th, and Wednesday, the 30th, we have a back-to-back Milwaukee versus Miami, the Bucks versus the Heat, um, 4 p.m. on TNT and then uh, 4 p.m. on NBA TV the next day. Oh, and um, I said there was a back-to-back earlier with the Nets and the Hawks, but they're actually – it's two games in three days. They're, it's Christmas – I mean, it's New Year's Eve, and then they play the day after. No, it's December 30th. The they get New Year's Eve off. And then they play the first. Hmm. So the, even though it's it's not quite back to back, they're playing the same team and the yeah. same plays, just a day apart. Um, and then Wednesday the thirtieth, we get Portland against the Clippers this time. Another rematch. That's going to be on MTV, NBA TV at seven p.m. Um, Friday the first. I know Friday is going to be or the first is going to be a big college football day. But if you have multiple TVs and you want to watch basketball on one of them, how many games um, are on the fir- on New Year's Day for college football? No basketball. NBA oh, basketball. I don't think there was that many. I can't remember. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, oh, nine. Oh, a typical day, huh? Ten. Oh wow, that's a ton of games. Yeah, that's a tough schedule to go up. They're going up against. There's, I think there's like five bowl games total. The Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are both on that day too. Yeah. Or is it the Peach Bowl? I don't know. So th- but that's at the same a tough, time, that's the a NBA tough ha- programming have, schedule to go. They up have to get these games in. You know, there's just not a I lot know, of time. I know. So. I know. I know. I know, that's obviously why they're on NBA TV and not like ESPN because ESPN's programming is probably just jam packed with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, and then the last game is the uh, on the third, on Sunday the third, um, the Wizards versus the Nets, 3 p.m. on NBA TV. That should be a lot of fun. Russ versus KD again. That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Nets are gonna take that one, but I just want to see them play together. Again, you know, see them both on the same court. There's any animosity. If Russ plays out of his mind, like he has been doing, but I mean, my, he's been known to carry a team to a win every once in a while. My sources tell me that they're they're cool. Really? Yeah. Like, I like that. Um, I can't really get too in depth with it, but he is involved with a project that I am working on, and they've told me that. There really wasn't any animosity. That's just kind of like the media blowing it up. But who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Hmm. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for this episode. Good job, Xavier. Thanks. I got a hot take. Okay. Uh, Blake Griffin to the Warriors. I want him. Oh, you you and Julio, man. This shit. Ugh. Averaging so 20 he, points so a game, could, bro. So he, so 20 play, points a game. So he could play two games and then get hurt again? Great. If Kelly Oubre is just going to dunk all the time, we just, might as well have like one of the most exciting dunkers do it. No. You know, if we wanted a forward who just can't shoot, I, don't know, I like him. Let's get him. He wants a ring. We'll get him one. On that note, we're going to end the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. This will be uh, um, premiering on YouTube um, Monday night. That's um, So it's like a live stream, so you can join it live, and we'll tweet it out um, so you guys can hear it. Um, but, again, we're on Spotify, Apple, Should YouTube. Should I watch those live with everybody? Yeah. You know, I'll give my comments, live comments. We did this in my bedroom. (laughs) Wow. I was there, at least. Chris wasn't here. (laughs) Um, What would that be sponsored by? Black Forest Gummy Worms. They're the best. (laughs) Truly, there's no other gummy worms that are even slightly comparable. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Great. Okay, so don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week.
NBA Breakfast is an independently produced podcast as a member of the Bandwagon Fan Podcast Network. It is hosted by Xavier Gomez and myself, Chris Madrigal, as well as produced by us. It is executive produced and managed by me, Chris Madrigal. And additional thanks and producer credit to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for helping us create the idea of the podcast and designing our logo and graphic. It is sound mixed and edited by me. And one final big shout out to our boy Mitch Mains, who provided music for our theme song. He has some great music. Go check out his music on SoundCloud, Mitch Mains, M A Y N E S. Thanks again for listening. And please subscribe to our channel. We have new episodes coming every single week during the NBA season. Don't forget to tune in next week and peace.